Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's Dr. Stephanie Fine here with Weight Loss for Fertility, and happy, happy new year. Woohoo, 2024. Can you believe it? It's the new year. And do you want to start a diet today? Many do. The new year is often synonymous with dieting. Most new year's resolutions. Now, that isn't all of you, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You made your way through enjoying connection and the lights and gift giving and receiving and the crisp air and the fires in the fireplace. You had your favorite treats, but you also noticed you didn't need to finish the whole bag or plate or carton when you were following your hunger scale. It's so good. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't all or nothing. It, It wasn't restriction. Even if you only managed to remember once to use the hunger scale, that is so good. We always start with once. We have to start somewhere. And then with your continued willingness, you catch yourself doing it more and more often and then you're on your way. And that's how we do it around here with ease, awareness, and kindness because we care about permanent weight loss. And that's the only way to do it. As Louise Hay says, changes that are loved into being last. This is by far my favorite quote in the universe because I know that it's true. Changes that are loved into being last. The opposite is also true. Punishing and restricting does not last. And that's actually what we're talking about today. Traditional dieting, diet mentality, and diet culture, and how the trauma of this thinking and past dieting can keep you stuck in yo-yo weight gain, but worse stuck in blaming and shaming yourself. And that really is the worst. That feeling of the blame and the shame just is physically painful. And it does not have to be that way. So first, let's talk about sort of the definition of the way I'm thinking about diet culture. So in the US, it includes basically thinness at all costs, that thinness is the greatest thing, we all have to do it. Bigger than that is this simplistic understanding of calories in, calories out, which leads directly to restriction, deprivation, good foods, bad foods, sort of the diet culture that we know today. Like, how do you lose weight? You stop eating. Like, that's the the culture, this very simplistic way of thinking about calories in, calories out. And this reductionist view of weight loss means that if it's hard to do, or we find it challenging in any way, then there must be something wrong with us. That is so important to connect the dots there. When we're told it's only calories in, calories out, and it's that simple, then if we can't do it, the only conclusion our brain can make is that there's something wrong with us. That's just not true. There is a glitch in the system there. But you're not wrong in thinking that way because of the diet culture. You see, and and we're steeped in it. We're like fish swimming in the water. 
It's just this assumption. And so it really does feel like the only conclusion we can make is there must be something wrong with us. If it's so simple, calories in, calories out, what's your problem? That's what we say to ourselves. And the problem is it's not only what we say to ourselves, although I'll get into that, that's the worst part. It's others too. So the trauma comes in. And for me, I have absolutely noticed that there is definitely trauma from traditional diets. And this is where it is. The trauma comes from the blaming and the shaming. They blame us if it doesn't work. They being people selling the products, all the people on social media, the people who say it's so easy, friends who lost weight that way, not sort of showing you what was happening in their head or what they had to go through to do it. And then of course, people on social media saying how simple it is and how easy it is. And this is all you have to do is, you know, stop doing this or eat only between this time and this time. And family members, and family members often want the best for us, but they also get, they're involved in this diet culture and they have the simplistic thinking about it, that it's calories in, calories out, just stop eating. Our bodies do not work that way. It's sort of baffling how we keep thinking that it's this simple. And so again, blame ourselves because the blame that the others are giving us is nothing compared to, even though that feels cruddy, it's nothing compared to when we blame ourselves, nothing. So we have internalized this. And because of the culture of diets, the simplistic way that it's thought about, we blame ourselves. And what happens when we do that is we berate ourselves, often mercilessly, like we literally are mean to ourselves. And this is where the trauma comes in. In the dictionary, trauma is defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And that's exactly what it is to have a mean voice in our heads constantly telling us that we suck at this or we have no willpower, except like all the terrible things that our brain tells us. Like it's so counterintuitive. It's mean to us thinking that that will spur us into action. And we've done it for so long that it's just our automatic response. If you're not doing something, we're just bad and we should yell at ourselves. I mean, like if we spend one minute shining a light on it, we can see that it doesn't work, but we do it anyway because it is so ingrained in us. It is so ingrained in us. I've talked about this before, but where I think some of this comes from is as a child, guardians, our parents, whoever was raising us had to keep us safe. And kids are, are can be challenging. You know, they don't know what we know. So if they're running into the middle of the street, we're yelling at them to correct them. Kids can be so much emotional work that we can get tired and we fall to raising our voice, yelling, I mean, we can think about it as mean, right? That sort of just creating fear and that be motivating. Now it is motivating to little kids. They stop. Like if if someone yells at them to stop, they will often stop. They're afraid. Now, this is not the best parenting, but I mean, often, often we'll do that because that's the way we were. You know, it goes back and back and back and back. Of course, this can be changed. And we do that by changing the mean voice that we use for ourselves, Whenever we can interrupt the mean voice, it's less likely to come out. That's slightly a digression, although it's a very important side effect of being kind to your own self. 
But I think that's where it comes from. So we grow up thinking in order to really motivate ourselves when it's very important, we have to yell at ourselves. We have to be mean to ourselves. And the problem is, is that, it, like I said, it works, right? The kid stops running into the middle of the street. And so we get this connection that's really an error. I mean, so it, it's so confusing because it's not an error, right? Because you stopped, but it doesn't feel good. And as we are older and we're not kids anymore, we can decide new ways to treat ourselves. We don't have that thought process when the diet culture just keeps perpetuating this idea that it's simple. And if it's not simple, there's something wrong with you. It's not that. It's that there's so much more to it. When we have this memory of the trauma of of the last time we lost weight, we just basically didn't eat anything and we were mean to ourselves the whole time in order to motivate ourselves to go against our own body's needs, then of course we try something for a week or two and then we remember we experience the pain and then we're off off it again because of course we need a break from the being mean and the restriction. So there's your on and off, on and off. And then we think, oh, I can't diet. Oh, I don't know how to do it. Oh, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, because you're a sane human being and you don't want to be yelled at all the time. This cycle makes us scared to want to lose weight. No kidding. (laughs) It's because you're sane, as I said before. Like it's a terrible cycle. And then, and then we're particularly like when we're, if a doctor suggests we lose weight, all this sort of terror comes back in. It's very distressing because the memory of the past attempts and the diet culture comes flooding back in. And of course it does. So no matter how you slice it, diet culture, which is the simplistic idea of calories in, calories out, and diet mentality, which I think about as all or nothing thinking, which is the natural extension of diet culture, right? So if we're thinking it's literally only what you eat and what you expend, so then we eat everything or we eat nothing. It does not, the, Those two things together, diet culture and diet mentality, do not help us sustainably lose weight, or they certainly don't help us improve our relationship with food. They perpetuate that relationship that there are good foods and bad foods and you can't be trusted around foods and you can't be trusted here and you know you make connections with food that aren't real, meaning food is for fuel, enjoyable fuel, but still fuel. And we make connections for other ways because we don't have a relationship where we trust ourselves around food. It is impossible to have an improved relationship with food or to sustainably lose weight in the diet culture or with diet mentality. So what's the answer? Then we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. The answer is love. Really, honestly, the answer is love. It's the opposite of all that. The longer answer is all the rest of these podcasts, the 60 before this one and the 60 plus that's going to come after. Love can heal the fear created by past diet trauma. It really, really can. Compassion and understanding and being shown a different way, kind conscious decisions which in my world means planning ahead, thinking of what you're going to eat, deciding with your prefrontal cortex what you're going to eat. That's kind, conscious decisions. We're not planning mean, restrictive food. We're just thinking of our day and deciding what we're going to have. Enjoy things that you love. And then tuning into your body instead of denying it, and that's the hunger scale, 
where we're really listening to ourselves and our bodies, that's love. Love for ourselves, love for our wants and desires. It can feel scary to try something so counterintuitive. That's how strong diet culture can be. We're like, oh no, this is the only way that works, except we see that it doesn't. I mean, it's, it's, it really, if, if thinking about this, it's so crazy. We see that it doesn't work and work means sustainable weight loss. It doesn't provide sustainable weight loss restriction and deprivation. It provides temporary weight loss. And so we think to ourselves, oh, it works. It doesn't because the goal is never, you know, a month of weight loss. It's forever weight loss. And so it can feel scary to try something counterintuitive, but ditching restriction and punishment for wants and satisfaction, your wants, your satisfaction is the way to having what you want. And it feels so much better all the way down the scale than the punishing and the shaming and the blaming. It, I, it sometimes feels like my one little voice in, you know, against the diet culture. I'm not the only one who talks about this. It's just that the, the snowball hasn't, it, we're still a little pebble, but we can change things. But I mean, as much as I want to change everything because I, I don't want anyone to punish themselves, right now, all I'm caring about is you. I want you to feel better about doing this. I want you to feel the love and the compassion that can help you transform your relationship to food and heal the trauma that you've had in the times before. Oh my God, just thinking about it, I'm like, can you imagine the freedom? It is. It feels so much better and it really, really, really is possible. And so today I just wanted to introduce this idea that traditional diet is a four-letter word, a not nice thing in the way that traditionally we think about it, the diet culture and diet mentality, and that we need something else. And the short answer on that one is love. That's what we need. We need more love, more trust for ourselves, our bodies, and the way we know can work for us. And you can borrow my certainty until you develop your own. And But you can, you really can develop your own just tune in. And if you want help with this, I can help you. Go to stephaniefinemd.com, contact me there, or DM me on Instagram at stephaniefinemd. Ask me any questions, listen to the podcasts. Any way I can help you, please let me know. I am wishing you the most wonderful year yet that brings you everything your heart's desire, everything, and health also, because that's important too. I love you. Happy 2024. If you follow, share, rate, and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.